Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains... Firstly, my perfect trailer cue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. Welcome to session number two of the Trailer Music Composers podcast. Let's dive in. One man... One microphone and a head full of dreams. Welcome to the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Hey guys, um, in this episode, I'm going to be having something that I feel really passionate about, and that is talking about inspiration. Because I often get asked the question, where do I get my inspiration from? And the answer I give is kind of uh, long-winded and sort of meandering because there's no real quick answer to this question. I can give you little snippets, which I'm going to, um, but I want to kind of reframe how you think about inspiration when it comes to writing music. Because, you know, what we have to do as trailer composers is we have to get up in the morning, sit down and write music, Uh, regardless of whether we feel like it, because that's our job. You know, if, if uh, a publisher kind of turns to me and says, Hey, Rich, I want this album out in the next week. And I say, well, you know what? I'm feeling a bit, you know, a bit low today. So I don't really want to write any music. Then, you know, I would quickly lose my job uh, or at least lose work. So you have to kind of be in the mood for music all the time. Uh, and, and that means that you have to have an, uh, uh, a continuing flow of inspiration. And there's the key here. You know, inspiration isn't something that you look for, something that you find. Inspiration is a tap that you turn on, basically. This is my personal view of it. Uh, you're always tapped into inspiration. It's just whether you've got the tap on or tap off. Uh, and the way to do it is to turn the tap on, as it were, is just to get writing. You know, you don't don't stop yourself from writing just because an idea isn't there. Um, and that's the really important part. And that's why it's very important to have uh, templates, to have go-to places that where you know you can find sounds that you like or instruments that you like, you know, often if I'm feeling like I'm not in the mood for music, I'll just load up a template or I'll sit on my piano and I will just make a sound. And immediately, as, as soon as I get a sound, the tap's turned on and the flow has started. And that's the really important part here. Inspiration is a flow. Um, and that's the problem. Because with a flow, there is a way to stop it. And people forget that you will self-sabotage yourself by being critical. Uh, You will stop your inspiration by being critical. So, you know, when people talk about having that blank page, oh, you know, I don't don't have any ideas, I don't have any ideas. If you sit down and you tell yourself, I don't have any ideas, then no ideas are going to come. You know, don't be afraid of the blank page. I want to talk about blank page for us trailer composers. I mean, sort of uh, the blank session window where you open up and yes, you might have a template or some markers and make it look pretty with colors, but it's 
empty of musical content at that point. Do not be afraid of that. If you sit there and think, oh, you know, I, I think I've got writer's block. Um, yeah, you could, you could say that all day until the cows come home. It's not going to help you. So what's going to help you is just making some noise and not criticizing yourself. This is really, really important. A lot of people let themselves write and also edit their music at the same time. And I'm a huge fan of just writing. No editing, just writing. Let the ideas come thick and fast. Keep layering, keep looping, keep adding, keep developing. Even if you think what you've just done isn't great, just keep, just let it go. Just keep working through it. Just, it's almost like you're kind of throwing paint at the canvas, regardless of what happens and seeing what sticks. Because the moment you start to criticize what you're doing is the moment that you will stop the inspiration from continuing. You will stop that flow. And the moment you stop the flow, you then, the fear sets in, you know, And then the fear, once the fear sets in, then that inner voice, that inner critic comes in and says, "Uh, you know what, what are you doing? You're not really a good composer. You know, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know what an Italian sixth is really, do you? And all of a sudden these, these voices creep in and those voices are the things that stop the flow. Now, what you need to do is this. So this is my tip to you to help you get inspiration from your trailer cues regardless of your mood, regardless of how you're feeling, sit down, have a little play on the keyboard, on the drum pads, on whatever instrument it is, just for a couple of minutes, just to kind of get some sounds going. That's all you're doing. Even if you fall into the same old patterns, get some sounds out. And that's because that's what we all work with. That's why we love what we do, because we love sound. And sound is the thing that triggers our excitement. And once we trigger that excitement, the, the flow, the inspiration flow turns on, the tap comes in, the ideas spring forth. So you need to make some sound, regardless of whether you feel like it. It's like going to the gym, you know, I don't always feel like going to the gym, but once I'm there, I'm like, yeah, okay, this isn't so bad. Um, and then you get into it. So that's what you need to do with music. You need to sit like, not like, oh, inspiration isn't striking me right now. You need to just sit down and show up, sit down at your desk, you know, whether it's a posh producer's desk or whether like me, it's just a simple at home office with a keyboard on it, start bashing out some sounds and that will get you excited. I mean, it gets me excited sounds, you know, even if it's just uh, plucking my violin behind me here or noodling on the piano or loading up my favorite patches for in, within Omnisphere or something like that, just to get excited about sound again. So that's how you start it, right? Now, so how do you think about it? Okay, well, okay, that's how I start the ideas. But what if I don't feel like writing a horror track today? Say, you know, say I want to write like an inspirational, epic family adventure piece of music. Yeah, okay, good. You can do that. But your job at the current situation is to write a horror track in this example. So you sit down, same thing applies. If you sit down and go, well, I don't feel like writing horror music today, you're not going to write horror music. What you need to do is just search for a sound and get that sound on. Press record, get a sound loaded into your session. Okay, and that session, that sound is going to be the start of your cue. That sound is the signal to your brain, however you want to see it, to your brain, to your higher soul, whatever, the signal that you're ready to let the inspiration flow. 
And what will happen is you will just get into the groove. And if you don't let yourself get into the groove, and by that I mean if you don't let yourself just layer sounds in, bring new sounds in and start structuring your cue, then it's not going to happen. And you're going to start criticizing yourself. And remember what I said, the moment you start criticizing yourself is the moment you stop the inspiration. So going back to that point, I'm going to hammer this point home to you because, you know, this is only session two of this podcast. uh, But this is so important. Do not edit your stuff at the same time as writing it. And I'm not talking about mixing. That's not the same because mixing is also to do with balancing the sounds. You're working with the sounds. Uh, I'm talking about when you write an idea and then you go, "Mm, that's rubbish, delete. Write an idea. "Mm, That's not right. Delete. Just leave it on there. You know, you can always delete it later on when you're, when, when you're, uh, your fresh ears are, are, are ready and you're ready to sit down with the editing in mind. I mean, off, what I often do is I sit down with the intention of just writing. So I will say to myself, this morning I'm going to write an entire cue and I will, you know, I'm not saying it will be a finished cue, but I will sketch out a whole cue. Um, and the way to do this, for those of you who've done my uh, my courses, I give give you guys lots of different ways to sketch out a cue. And by sketching out a cue, um, and for those of you who don't know, a cue is just another word for the piece of music that you're writing for the film trailer. Uh, by sketching out the cue, you are getting something out. You are saying again, I'm ready for the inspiration. I'm ready for the flow. So you've got your sketch and all of a sudden you have something there. So you, that fear goes away because, you know, your ego is not going, oh, there's nothing there. You can't do it. Your ego is saying, oh, actually, there's something here to work with. Let's let's keep going. Let's keep going and see what happens. So if you want a starting point, uh, one nice way to do it is to sketch out the whole trailer cue. And it doesn't have to be with sounds. I would advise it so, but you can use markers, which I often do, or regions. Sketch out your trailer into the acts that it needs to be into the the sections. So, you know, the first 30 seconds, act one, next minute, act two, next minute, act three, last. And then snip out the last bit just for your outro, or some people call it the act four. And then you have a structure and you go, oh, okay, that's that's good. And then you can just chuck in some hits just put some hits there at the beginning of each, every, every four bars. And then all of a sudden you've got this thing that's happening and you've realized that you're working. You realize that you're creating. Um, and it's just a wonderful freeing way to get your inspiration. Okay. Now, when we talk about inspiration, we're not just talking about getting, uh, getting writing we're also talking about getting excited and that's a huge part of it you know you'll 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 know um about being in the zone and you know uh, there's a a guy called ken robinson who talks about um finding your element and there's other people who talk about finding your flow finding your zone of genius you're finding a place where everything just feels right and you are completely you know, uh, captivated and not thinking about anything else. You were just in the zone of writing. 
And what you will do by doing the, practicing this just starting, you will find that you'll get into that zone quicker. And that zone is when the inspiration is not being hindered. You're getting this flow down from wherever it is. You know, I believe it's yourself that's um, your soul that's chucking down all these great ideas. Um, and you're getting these ideas and you're letting them come out. Your flow is flowing, for want of a better way to say it. Uh, now, so we've talked about getting some, getting a sound out just to get you started. We've talked about uh, laying down a template, laying down markers, a visual thing to get you uh, working and get that flow and get you into the zone. Now, um, what about when the voices, I say the voices like I'm a crazy person. We all have the voices in our head. Don't pretend that you don't. You do. Um, I definitely do. Uh, Now, the other thing linked to these voices is to be very aware of that. So I don't work, I don't write for very long at a time. I usually write music for about two hours and then I stop. Because I've noticed in myself that the moment I either A, get tired or B, have been doing it for a bit too long, i.e. more than two to three hours, the voices creep in. Which means for me that the critical element comes in and I start editing. And the moment I start editing and I start to think negatively of the piece of music I'm writing, I stop. I either stop that track and go have an apple or go for a walk or, you know, whatever, or I stop and write another one. Because I guarantee that when you write these ideas, even if you come back to them and you think, yeah, that's all right, you know, after sort of five days of doing this, you've got five ideas gone, done. And that's the wonderful thing. You're being productive and you're allowing yourself to be productive and you'll find your self-confidence goes up as a result because not only have you produced five ideas, yeah, they're maybe not your best ideas, but you've produced five ideas. And I always say done is better than perfect because once you start getting into the realms of perfect, you are letting your criticisms, your editing take over too much. You know, uh, I have had tracks placed that had not even been mixed and you know the they were clipping all over the shop uh but they were done it was an idea that i sent out to the publisher i didn't expect them to uh pitch it for anything uh but it just happened to be right for something that was requested at the time and had i not sent that out had i waited until the mix was perfect had i waited until i'd finished that final flourish on the third act i wouldn't have got that placement Sometimes it's better just to let the ideas flow out, stop, let another idea flow out, stop, let another idea flow out and let that inspiration flow because you will notice that not only does your, your ease of writing increase, you'll, you'll find that your enjoyment of it increases. And this is a, this is a huge thing for those of, in fact, all of us, uh, that I was going to say, for those of you who do this as a side hustle, you know, you've got your full-time job and you're like, I want to be a trader composer. I'm going to do this on the side. And the problem with that, I remember because I did the same thing is you come back from work and you're absolutely exhausted and you find that actually it's quite hard to get into the flow because you're exhausted. Um, 
But the trick there is the same trick that I would use if I had been writing for an entire entire day, which is one of those rare days, but I do have them. It's just let the ideas out. Don't edit them. Let them out. So So for instance, I did a 10 track album for a publisher in one day because I let the ideas out first. I sketched out the, I, I, first I created a template to help me. I found the sounds that excited me. Template was done. Then I had the template for the entire album. Then I sketched out an idea, stopped, sketched out an idea, stopped. I didn't edit the idea whilst I was working on it beyond anything, um, like bouncing audio in place or reversing stuff like that. You know, that's not editing. That's just manipulating to, 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 to get the desired sound. I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking, Oh, get rid of that bit. Oh, that bit doesn't work. I'm just going, yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah, this. Uh, and I found myself all before I knew it, I had 10 tracks sketched out. And then it was a simple case of going back with my editing hat on and editing. Cause that's a very different job. You know, there's a reason you have in the world of composition, you have a composer, you have an orchestrator, you have an editor, you have a copyist, because they are all different hats. You've got a mixing engineer, you've got a mastering engineer, you know, you've got studio technicians, they're all different hats and they all require a different type of thinking. So when you sit down, you are not sitting down as a, a production assistant. You are not sitting down as a copyist. You are sitting down as a composer to get ideas out. Okay? So that's what you need to start to practice, is letting the ideas flow and not editing anything. Yes, there will be a time when you come back to edit, but that's not what I'm talking about. And when you're sitting down to write, that's all you do. You write, you let the ideas fly. Right now, I know I've been hammering home this same point for what shy and shy on 20 minutes. Uh, but it's so important and people overlook it so often. They wonder why they've been working on the same trailer queue for sort of eight hours because they're writing and editing at the same time. Now I'm not saying there are, won't be moments when you do have to write a, tra- spend that much time on a trailer queue, especially when you've got, you know, uh, you're dealing with a full orchestral thing that's filled with all sorts of ornaments and flourishes. Um, and all sorts of different articulations, etc. Yes, that is a different beast altogether. That's quite complicated. So again, you approach that like this. You write your ideas, you sketch out the track, then you come to it as an orchestrator and you develop it. Then you come to it as your mixing engineer and you mix it. You come to it at, and you come to it in different stages. At some point, your mastery engineer hat's going to say, hold on, this bit doesn't work. Then you have to switch back your switch back your hats. But by then you've got a cue, you've got a track, you've got your idea. And that's what you need to do. Because if you're going to become a trailer composer, you need to be able to write easily and write quickly. Because sometimes, especially with bespoke work, you, your turnarounds are very, very small. You know, they'll phone you up and be like, hey, we need a turnaround on this in a couple of hours you know, in a couple of hours, uh, admittedly, it's quite rare for it to be a couple of hours for an entire queue, but a couple of hours to produce something, you need to be quick and you need to allow yourself to be quick and train yourself to be quick. And, you know, I do actually pride myself on my ability to write fast because I sit down and I let the flow happen 
um, that sounds gross when I say it like that, uh, I sit down and let my ideas forth. I don't, I don't hinder them. Okay. It's kind of like, uh, you're planting a seed and you're watering the plant constantly watering, not constantly cause then you drown it, but you know, you're looking after the seed until it becomes a plant. And when that plant grows and gets bigger, that's when you clip it. That's when you start editing it. But when it's just a little, little fledgling, you don't sort of go there with a pair of uh, scissors and snip the, snip the top off and be like, didn't like the look of that plant. Well, admittedly, if it's a weed in your flower bed, you might do, but uh, I digress again. <laughs> right. So what I want you to do next time you sit down to write a piece of trailer music or to write a piece of music that you hope to become a piece of trailer music, just write it, get a sound out, sketch out the entire track, flesh it out. Do not edit it. Just let those ideas forth. And the moment you start to edit, stop, save it, start another one. Until, you know, until you're either done or you're tired or you've got all of your ideas out. You will be very, very surprised at the improvements this will bring to your workflow, to your attitude about writing and to enjoyment about writing. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, please click subscribe so you can keep up to date with when I release a new session um, and also give me a review. That's always most welcome. And if you want to learn more about writing trailer music, you can head on over to the Trailer Music School and obviously subscribe to my YouTube channel, Richard Schreiber. I want to say thanks for listening and you're awesome. Take care. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I have something really, really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my trailer music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle. And I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash trailer music bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.